it's the last throwback week. So am I safe to assume that, um, oh, we you know we have the week off, don't we? But we, but the next yeah. one starts before we nope. record still, right? Oh, it starts the day after. Yeah. <gasps> There's a void. We have to be creative, Kyle. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, no. tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. It's almost time to celebrate like the throwback champions we are. Even game servers need their beauty rest. The results are in, but they might bug you a little. It's time to blend reality with the power of AR science and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the GoCast podcast. It's May 26th, another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how's it going? It's going. It's going. It's it's very warm outside right now. Yes, it's only so warm because the humidity, the heat won't get to the humidity. Well, I don't know. Insert <laughs> insert Midwest phrase here or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I'm happy we didn't lose you today to the to the air water that does get to some people. Uh, did you get outside? Is that what you're implying? I did. I, I, I got oh. outside, played some Pokemon Go because that's that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we do do that, don't we? Anything notable? You just get outside? Being outside is notable, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. This got a couple things notable, but we're going to oh, talk okay. about it in just a second. Okay. All right, cool. Well, why don't we just hop into the goals then, shall we? Let's review the goals from last week. Kyle, we're going to have to have you go first because you left us on a cliffhanger, and okay. that just won't stand. Sinnoh Throwback, complete that research. Did you do it? I did. That, that was okay. my goal going out today. <laughs> complete that oh really oh man uh, at the buzzer how about the two hundred thousand stardust you wanted to snag i did do that or very very close to it otherwise i spent some stardust so okie dokie uh did you get your six shiny c dot i did i did okay well we'll talk about c that day in a minute here we'll just we're just checking goals did you grab a teraki in this week no no <laughs> Kyle, look, look, I'm I'm disappointed in myself, but also my community has definitely been hit real hard by this. Everyone has been really respectful of the stay at home, so very few people are out. <laughs> Those jerks! I'm just kidding. <laughs> very- <laughs> Don't they know you need to raid, man? How I know, inconsiderate. Right? Come on. The only <laughs> raids that are happening are like a couple of key points where there are a bunch of remote raiders nearby. So I've I keep missing those raids. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, on the other side of the spectrum, raiding out here is a little bit too easy. It's a little bit unnerving. I also caught a shiny this week. It doesn't happen very often. Oh, do tell. I don't want. Was it C dot? No, it was wasn't C dot. Oh, okay. wasn't C dot. It was another community day Pokemon though. Oh, um, let me guess. Based on your dislike, can you give me? Was it a recent one? yeah yeah it's not that long ago okay chimchar no oh that uh a piplup is it was a piplup okay i figured it was one of the recent starters it had to Uh, be so disappointed i clicked on it and i'm like is that shiny sparkles (laughs) ah fine i guess 
Brother, a shiny is a shiny. Let me tell you. Well, <laughs> I, I will say that to you when you get your next shiny puzzle. No, remember, I'm avoiding them because if I click one, I have to delete my whole but life. But you still have not stopped from <laughs> clicking on all of them. That's true. I can't help it. I like, I'm like. i a gambling man. You know, ooh, just, ooh, just messing with fate. What are you going to be? <laughs> oh, please, no. Okay, well, hey, three out of four is pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, for myself, I wanted to also finish the Sinnoh throwback challenge. I did. 200,000 Stardust, I did. More than 10 Shiny C-Dot, I did. Max Shiny Caesar, I did right after the show last week. And unfortunately, my last goal, man, I was so close to a perfect set here. A royal flush, a full house, if you will. I was supposed to grab one Shiny Terrakian, and that didn't mm-hmm. happen. I kid you not, this week... I did 16 Terrakian raids. I, I put in, you know, the old college try for sure. On raid day at our local park, um, shout out to Terry Wolf and crew, the Woodstock crew. They really filled out that park nearby and we were able to sit and use remote passes and hit 14 gyms without moving in our cars, safely distanced, all that stuff. It's pretty sick. We actually managed to do, there's 14 gyms. We managed to do 15 because one of them turned over before the event started and we were all sitting there and we were like, oh, yeah, let's get that extra one in. (laughs) But no shiny Terrakian. I was so disappointed. So sad to say four out of five. Oh, man. But you know what? That's okay. Why don't we turn that frown upside down and and review our Unova medals? Are you sure about that? No, I didn't make any progress in this. I forgot to even think about it. I'm at 93. Where are you at? I'm at 90. 90? Yep. 90. Well, when you evolve something really quick, I could. <laughs> I, I evolved a, a Gathita like earlier today because I saw I had enough candy. So that's all I got, too. <laughs> I'm tempted, but I'll, I'll wait until later. So you're catching up. Quote, I'm unquote, s- you're technically catching up right now. I'm so close to like being able to evolve a Tortuga as well. Ooh, into what was that? Like Caracosta? Yeah, whatever. Something like that. that. Yeah, the, the it st- he stands up, right? He just stands up. That's pretty much it. Awesome. And I still haven't gotten a freaking Arkin, so you know what? Ooh. I'll have to toss you one next time we hang out. Ugh. Just to get you started, you know, and then you can walk him for 17 years. That will really never get happen. to know him. I'm, no? I'm, I'm walking an Incada for 300 years. The evolved form of Arkin, I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now, um, but if you ever see his model, it's so funny because he, he's like furiously flapping his tiny little wings because he's so <laughs> thick with like four C's. And it's just like flapping so hard like a kid that's pretending they can fly with their hands like spread out. You know, oh, it's so funny. It's so think, funny. looking. I think it's our Ar- collapse, right? Our archaeops, our something like that. Something. Yeah, something whatever. Like yeah, close enough. We're going to count that as a victory. Good job, Kyle. All right. Now, before anybody can ask any pressing questions about pronunciation of that Pokemon, let's hop into the news. OK, so the first thing we're going to talk about in the news section is, of course, C.Dot Community Day. Yes, we did just talk about if we hit our goals or not, but we didn't talk about the totals. And that's what I want to talk about because there was really nothing else to kind of talk about. I mean, besides the shinies and how many we got, Kyle, I mean, was there anything super notable that I'm missing? Spawn rate was good. Yeah, it's fine. Spawn rate was good. Shiny rate was good. Oh, it was too good. It was. So how long did you play and how many did you get? I played for an hour and a half approximately and i got seven that's pretty good 
and that was that was actually going out and playing. I went to a, a local park nearby. There weren't very many people out. My girlfriend stayed home and just used incense, and she got six in like a half hour. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> why'd I go That's out? So funny. Oh right, it was nice outside. So <laughs> it was nice outside. Yeah, it was built for individual play, but you could go outside. It was beautiful for like one day, and then it turned into rain and storms and wind and. Yeah. All those other sorts of weather statuses, I suppose. Besides snow, no snow this time. Thanks for throwing us a bone, Chicago. Appreciate Thank that. God. <laughs> so an hour and a half, seven shinies. Yep. Anything else? Anything cool happened during the community day? You went to a nice local park. You got outside. That's notable. But I mean, did you evolve for bullet seed? Did you care about getting a great league appropriate shift tree? Nope. I did the special research which also gives you a shift tree. So that's my only bullet seeds shift tree, I think. Okay. I did not care at all. Okay, fair enough. Um, I end up playing for, I, I didn't play the last hour, so I did five of the six hours. And I ended up catching about Jeez. 20 shiny seed Oh my God. It was really, really fun. Uh, I got my first six in the first 30 minutes and then it kind of dried up for a while. And then, I don't know. I was just walking around. I was seeing people. I saw Terry Wolf. We parked next to each other, played for a little bit. It was kind of nice. Hung out. And that was pretty much it. It was just kind of an excuse to get outside. I wasn't too excited about C-Dot, Bullet Seed myself. You know, did one shiny of each of the family line for evolutions. Got my Bullet Seed on some, you know, didn't find a great Great League one. It's whatever. You know, it was fine. Nothing too crazy. But I'm just super thrilled that the spawn rate was good. The shiny rate was good. It doesn't seem like there were any major issues. We've got this unlock. Good job. Another successful community day. Also, if you guys watched the live stream, the 24-hour live stream, um, Kyle and I were on there for a hot second, and that was pretty cool. Did <laughs> you catch was. yourself, Kyle? I, I did. I had it open on a second second monitor. So. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Great. Yes, I also managed to catch myself as well because um, a friend of ours, T from over at G2G Media, she managed to snag a recording because uh, I was playing at the time and I missed my slot. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for that, MT. Appreciate it. All right. So speaking of Community Day, now that we're kind of done with CDOT Community Day, there's nothing really to talk about. No, there wasn't anything crazy. The research was fine. It was fun. Great. Yeah. The next thing is, of course, the Community Day voting results for June and July. The voting was over this weekend. Oh, my gosh. All of the hubbub, all of the hullabaloo about this entire thing, this entire time. It came down to this. Here are the results from last to first place. Sandshrew in fourth at 10.8% of the vote. Can we pause there and just <laughs> take a moment of silence for our poor man Sandshrew? It's not because people don't love you. It's because too many people voted for Squirtle for no good reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, they voted for Squirtle because they probably just didn't even think about it. They're like, Squirtle, mm -hmm. that's my favorite Pokemon. Vote. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Squirtle, third place, Squirtle at 22.8%. We're getting competitive now. Second place. So this will be the community day for July. Ghastly. Ghastly at 32.2%. All right, Kyle, I will give you some, some time for your defeat speech or whatever politicians do when they step down from their campaign. What are you going to say? I mean, this usually would be where somebody tries to gaslight the situation and blame it on somebody else, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm happy that it's still second. <laughs> oh, wow. OK, I'm, man, if I could take my vote back, I'll vote for you with that much passion. <laughs> uh, hey, you get the community day, so you did still kind of win. So yes. 
Right. And then in first place, that's right, you guessed it, by order of elimination, it is, of course, Weedle. At a whopping 34.1% of the vote, Team Weedle showed up in force, man. Almost like a swarm, one would say. So Weedle Community Day is going to be June, June 20th to be exact, which means you'll be able to get Drill Run on Drill when evolved into Drill during that Community Day. And then for Ghastly Community Day, it's in July. We don't have a date yet, but the special move for Gengar will be Shadow Punch, as we've talked about in the past. If you would like an analysis of those moves and its usefulness, go ahead and listen to our last episode. We talked about it for quite a while. Something to note that they pointed out in the Pokemon Go Hub article only about 670,000 votes were cast out of the roughly, you know, estimated 10 million players that play this game worldwide. So that's only about 6.7% participation. And there's no way of telling if each vote was actually from a player. So you have to hedge your bet. It's actually probably lower than that. It's probably 5% of the player base rather than 6.7. How many people do you think voted on this that don't actually play? Probably a fair amount. Probably, yeah, not insignificant. Right. This is more to your point that you were making last week, Kyle, that Twitter is a great platform. It's just not the end-all be-all when it comes to things like this, because not all Pokemon Go players use Twitter. A lot of people probably saw, oh, hey, the polls on Twitter, moving on. Right, right, exactly. I know that if we weren't doing this show, I probably wouldn't even remember my Twitter login, (laughs) because I don't use Twitter for anything for sure i'm i'm an avid twitter user i love twitter it's where i spend most of my social media time like i would say probably 90 percent of my social media time is on twitter and even then i'm still like whoa 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 there's other stuff out there <laughs> <laughs> like are we running a facebook poll i mean like what's going on so um, i mean i'm sure it's fine i'm sure that the results would have probably gone this way anyway i mean the gap between the first and second place and the third and fourth place results is is monumental. There's only like 2% difference between Weedle and Gasly, but it's 10% jump down to Squirtle and another 12 down after that to Sandshrew, yeah. right? So, you know, it, I think it would have been roughly the same. There's so many there's so many factors here too. Gasly, it's it belongs to the family that is one of the most popular in the game. Gengar's like the right. third most popular Pokémon of all people polled at least. And then Squirtle is just siphoning votes because it's a starter and people love their starters, even though they've already had a community day. Mm-hmm. It's nice that Weedle managed to pull in the people looking for new shinies, though, <laughs> Yeah, which is the only thing that can be said about Weedle. I'm sorry. Excuse me? That shiny green bee drill is dope. It's so cool. It <laughs> maybe, is. Maybe when you get mega bee drill, I'll be like, okay. All right. All right. And then you can have your Mega Gengar and then I can be like, oh, yeah, I know you were right. That is really good looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day. Oh, it's not eggshell, Chris. It's it's light pink. I know. I know, Kyle. I know it's light pink. I'm sorry. <laughs> it looks so good. Don't you disrespect it does. It my does. boy I'm not, dis- I'm not disrespecting. I just find it so funny that one day you were like, it's pink. I'm like, you're crazy. It's white. <laughs> it's pink. Go look it's at it. Pink. I've seen it recently since then. I'm willing to admit there's a, a slight undertone of pink, <laughs> but it's mostly white. It's mostly a big white blob. It is. It is partially white, but it's, okay. it's got pink right. tinges. 
in this middle ground we've built here we're gonna move forward together as a show okay so just like the past few weeks let's talk about the throwback challenge that's live this week it's the last of the standard throwback challenges it celebrates the Sinnoh region and here's what we got from it during the research reward stuff so of course shiny glamio came out hopefully you guys have been able to snag a cute pink little glamio and hopefully you did not evolve it into a perugly because why would you do that <laughs> why would you ever do that um but here are the research encounters in order of appearance from the special research again this should be finishing up in a day for you guys by the time this airs so hopefully we're not spoiling too much for you if any at all nothing about the tasks here are just the pokemon that you're going to get burmy sand cloak cranidos combi grottle bronzor Monferno, by the way, mine was 100%, and I have no idea what to do with him. <sighs> Skaroopy, Prinplup, Drifloon, Hippopotas, Shieldon, which is a good one, Gibble, which is arguably the best one in this entire thing, Abomasnow, which why they keep bringing Abomasnow back, like he's a big yeah, deal. What? Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't know. He's weird. kind of a cool design Pokemon, you know, grass ice. He's neat. Got that weird mustache thing going on in front of his face you know mm-hmm. i don't know what to say anyway shinx shinx yep and then cresselia <laughs> cresselia was the big reward and it knows grass nut which apparently is actually pretty cool because cresselia with grass knight is apparently super great in pvp who knew a lot of people knew i didn't know at the time but now we all know, and we can all benefit from that mutual knowledge. Kyle, I have no plan on using my grass, not Cresselia in PvP at all. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? None. I don't know. It's, it seems like it's going to be, it's not something that, from what I was able to read, it's not It's not a pivot that I would use, right? That's that's fair. But like, right. Cresselia is pretty good in the Great League, and this is an easily yeah. accessible Great League Cresselia. But so is that Shinx, which we like we talked about last week from the yeah. research breakthrough. This is another Shinx that can be a Lux Ranger 1500. So that's also pretty nice. So if you're a great league battler, those last two in particular are probably pretty interesting for you. So hopefully you guys finish that up because because next is the big reward one. Oh, that's right. We hadn't gotten any details about this until about two days after we recorded last week. Of course, here are all the brand new informational stuff. Here's all the brand new details about all this stuff. It's actually a little bit more complicated than we originally thought because they introduced an option for people that might not have earned it. So throwback challenge champion 2020 special research for those that might be joining us or, you know, it's been like a month and a half since they talked about this initially. So what's been going on? What is this? All right, cool. If you earn the Throwback Challenge Champion 2020 Special Research, which is earned by completing the Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, and Sinnoh Throwback Challenges, so if you finished all of them in your completion, you have now earned this, or if you purchase a ticket for the Throwback Challenge Celebration 2020 Special Research, what's that? We'll get to what that is in a second. But if you purchase it or you earn the other one, you receive the following encounters with Galarian Meowth and Galarian Stunfisk. This will be their first appearance of Pokemon Go. Very exciting. Research tasks that lead to encounters with Pokemon originally discovered in the Unova region, such as Snivy, Tepig, Oshawott, Blitzel, Audino, Darumaka, Gothita, and Genesect. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. 
Genesect is back again, and a chance to earn exciting rewards, including Professor Willow's glasses as an exclusive avatar item. So hold on a second. There's two things here, and they all have the same rewards? What's going on here? If you completed all timed research quest lines, Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, and Sinnoh, like I mentioned, you'll unlock the final special research automatically. That's called Throwback Challenge Champion. Okay? If you missed out on any of the four timed research lines, if you want to participate, you need to purchase a ticket to gain access. And that one is called Throwback Challenge Celebration. The different word is champion if you finished them all and celebration if you're just participating in the party, I guess. If you earned challenge champion, you can still buy the challenge celebration ticket. And this has an interesting interplay as you will have access to both quest lines, the challenge champion and the challenge celebration, which will then have a different version. We'll get to that. Your special version of challenge celebration if you already have the challenge champion, we'll have the following changes applied. So you, you won't get the same thing twice. Everybody gets one full one. And then if you manage to earn it and you bought a ticket, you then have the full thing from the thing that you earned. And then instead of a second copy, you get this adjusted version. The following changes that are, will be applied are each time you would have earned a reward encounter with a Pokemon, you instead will earn 10 candies for that specific Pokemon. Okay. So like, for example, if you're going to encounter a Snivy, after you've already completed the first research, the same task shows up in research number two that you've now purchased because you earned the first one. And only in that scenario is that true. Then instead of another Snivy, you'll get 10 candy instead, which is great for like Genesect in this situation. Right. And you'll earn Stardust instead of Professor Willow's glasses. So don't worry about the cosmetic item. You'll still get a value out of that. It'll be Stardust instead. So the tasks are, from what we can tell, identical. You just don't get double Pokemon to get a Pokemon and candy. If you have both of them, that's it. Ticket information. Then we'll go back and we'll talk about this a little bit in detail to purchase the throwback challenge celebration, 2020 special research. Whew. You must open Pokemon go during the event from Wednesday, June 3rd at 1 PM to Monday, June 8th at 1 PM in your local time zone. After you've received the special research, you can complete it at any time. This one is not timed. So if you don't have time the week that this comes out to finish it, you still got some extra time. So no worries. No worries. The ticket is $7.99 USD plus taxes or fees or the equivalent to your local currency and can be purchased in the shop. The ticket cannot be purchased with Pokecoins, just like all the other ticket events we've done in the past. Tickets can be purchased from when they go live until Monday, June 8th at 1 p.m. in your local time zone. Stay tuned for when the tickets are available to purchase. We don't know yet. The ticket for the special research is non-refundable, just to just to cover that base. All right, cool. So, Kyle, I just did a lot of, of word soup right there. <laughs> what do you think? Did I explain that correctly? Let me see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat it back to you in the way okay. I think I understood it. Hopefully, it'll okay. help other people process. Two different versions. One is unlocked. That is the challenge champion. If you have been diligent and done all four, you'll get access to that for free. Yes. If you weren't diligent, you can still get access to the same rewards by purchasing the challenge celebration. Correct. If you already have challenge champion, you can still buy challenge celebration. Your rewards will just be changed very slightly for the second research. Yes. That's it. All right. That's perfect. Look, this could have been avoided so simply just by 
picking two different names. <laughs> That's true, but but they're largely the same research. So I guess it kind of makes sense. But yeah, they should have just been maybe named something completely different. But I don't know. Well, uh, just just not two variations of two C words. That's Champion all. and celebration. Ooh, yeah. boy. Yeah. And, and they're bookended by two other rather large words. You know what I mean? Or th- three, <laughs> depending, you know. So boy, oh boy, that's pretty wild. So what do you think about the layout, though? Do you think it's like this is an acceptable way for them to do it? Okay, actually, let me hit you with some of the things I've heard online and you can give me a response back. One, okay. this is lame. I spent all this time and earned my research. It's kind of stinks that people can just buy it and get access to the same stuff that I feel like I earned. Oof, it's tough because... It sounds like a valid complaint, but I think it's only a valid complaint based on the wording of how it's presented. They they word it in the announcement. If you earn this, somebody else can pay to unlock it. But if you say, by completing all four, you unlock this research, the wording changes a lot of the meaning there, if you know what I mean. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think people are silly, though. Uh, people are going to find things to be upset about all the time, obviously. That's true. That's true. I think I think the biggest the biggest counter argument to that is just it was seven ninety nine. You don't have to spend now. That, yeah. That's it. That's literally the value. And if you want to spend seven ninety nine, you just get extra candy. It's not like they're going to walk away with an armful of Genesect. It's just a second one and some candy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So personally, I, I don't quite understand. I, I try to understand both sides of the argument about things like this. But on this instance i don't quite follow the the counter argument i don't think it's valid (laughs) i mean (laughs) personally the the counter argument is that they put in the work why does somebody else who didn't get the reward to and the argument being i put in four weeks of work they put in eight dollars even though it wasn't really four weeks of work it was an hour of work once a week to finish because it wasn't exactly long Exactly. And that's where the logical fallacies come into play, I think. For sure. But I, you know what? I can kind of understand why somebody might be a little bit irked by it because it wasn't the original plan is not what they're expecting. Right. Yeah. So I can understand that though, too. I'm just, I'm just always happy when there's an opportunity for everybody to get to do the same thing together. I think that's Mm -hmm. cool. Very, very cool. I'm also happy that I saved myself $7.99 by earning this. Now I say that because I know I'm going to spend the $7.99 anyway for the second one. Oh, Niantic, you'll get your money. Trust me, but yeah. <laughs> if somebody didn't want to or they they couldn't, you know, seven ninety nine just isn't going to work for them. They can still enjoy the whole thing if they've spent the time to earn it, right? So uh, I think I think it's a win win, personally. I agree that it's a win win for the most part, and it's a very interesting dynamic that we could have potentially moving forward. I one hundred percent agree. I like all this like experimentation they're doing with ticketed things and making things isolated. So when things go back to normal, hopefully we'll have more options for live events, you know, and stuff like that. So cool, cool, cool. The next thing was also kind of a hot button issue, but uh, it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one. So Pokemon Go server maintenance. We've, we've talked about this before, except we actually haven't. Everybody just thinks that we have. And by we, I mean the collective Pokemon Go community, <laughs> not just us on our show. So here's what the post says. Pokemon Go will be experiencing global downtime on Monday, June 1st, 2020. From around 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. PDT, the game will be undergoing server maintenance and will be inaccessible to all trainers. We apologize in advance for any inconvenience this might cause. Now, 
let's just let's just filter out all the initial angry confusion that people thought that this was on Memorial Day because they didn't read that it said June 1st. I was one of those people for sure. Uh, I was like, oh, geez. Memorial Day. Oh, God. Yeah. If you like five of us were having a conversation about it in Discord, it's it was, was like, oh, wait a sec. Oh, oh, <laughs> it was quite funny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But here's the thing, guys. This is the first time that they have had a global takedown of their game for server maintenance before. They've had Gold Battle League unavailable for server maintenance before. They've had individual features in the past go down for for maintenance before, but they've never had the entire game get pulled off. This is a first. So naturally, when there's a gap in human understanding, you know, this goes back to ancient man. We tend to fill it with lots of wild accusations (laughs) and speculations, you know? Oh, it was the wind who brought me this loaf of bread because I was hungry. Like things like that, right? So what the heck do you think is going on during this server maintenance? First time ever, 11 to 6? Do you think it's just overdue and it's just normal maintenance? Or do you think they're actually going to sneak in something big here? Personally, I think something has to be happening. It's not just normal maintenance because uh-huh. I've played MMOs. Both Chris and I have played MMOs for a long time. We're used to the entire game going down for this amount of time once a week. So the fact that this is the first time it's ever happened, it can't just be for something that just needs to get done. Something needs to be updated or fixed. Something's coming out. Something is happening. I feel right. I think that, that there might not be one thing to point to that they're integrating. I think what they're doing is probably expanding their framework so that they can keep adding things to it as things like they're just updating Mm -hmm. the framework, right. In some way. I'm saying that I don't know anything about app development. So if I'm using the wrong terminology, when I say quote framework quote, please don't hate mail me. You guys know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hack the mainframe, you know, download the database, whatever those, those things. But yeah, I mean, we can speculate all day, but there's no real telling until after this happens. Again, it's the first time ever. I would just like to mention, as Kyle pointed out, this is a very normal thing. So don't freak out. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Um, It is a long time, though, 11 to 6 PDT and in the middle of pretty much North America's day, almost all of North America's playtime is kind of in that that time zone. So, you know, I could see why some people be a little bit, you know, up in arms about it. But again, it's pretty normal, pretty normal. So I guess we'll have to see. So we'll talk about that again in the future, of course. The last thing in the news section is something else that's being added to the game, which is exciting. It's not more maintenance. No, no. It's a new feature. Reality blending. What? Wow. Mm. That sounds nutty. It is nutty. Here's what they had to say in their post. Trainers have always dreamed of having their Pokemon by their side in the real world. As Pokemon Go has grown throughout the years, trainers have been able to walk, play, and take snapshots with their buddy Pokemon. We are now introducing a new way for your buddy to become part of your world like never before by taking advantage of the latest AR functionality on devices like the Samsung Galaxy S9, S10, Google Pixel 3, and 4. We are developing ways your buddy can appear more realistically within the world around you. We are excited to announce that we are testing the new reality blending feature in snapshots for Pokemon Go. Alrighty. With reality blending, Pokemon will be able to move behind objects either partially or completely. Watch your Pokemon peek at you from behind a bookcase or jump out from behind the couch. 
This cutting edge AR feature will roll out for testing to a small number of random trainers with certain Android devices, starting with, you know, the S9, the S10, the Pixel 3 and Pixel 4, like we mentioned before. We'll then roll out reality blending to more devices so more trainers can share even more experiences with their buddies in the real world. Now, if you haven't seen a video of this, there are several of them. There was one a while ago. It's more like a concept video when they first had their like initial run with this tech. Um, and they have an entire article about this. Of course, it will be in the show notes as it always is. Um, but you need to watch a video. If you don't quite understand what this is, it seems straightforward. You need to see it in action. It will blow your mind a little bit. It's pretty cool. Um, Kyle, I'm super excited for this. What are your thoughts on reality blending, this this kind of push towards expanding the AR capabilities of this game? You know, what do you think? I think I'm I think it's really cool, like the the tech that's behind it. Although its exact implications in Pokemon Go is not very exciting to me, just because the AR photography feature is not my go-to way of interacting with Pokemon Go. But I have a Pixel 3, so if I somehow get a chance to use it before everybody else, I will I will Ooh. take the opportunity. Maybe you'll be a random trainer. Maybe. 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 I agree with you 100%. I think it's exciting. The tech is really cool, but it begs the question, what purpose is this serving, right? What is this for? A lot of players don't use AR. I mean, people do for AR photography all the time, but a lot of people aren't using Pokemon Go for the buddy system or to see what Pokemon look like in AR stuff. They're usually just playing with AR off, even for catching and stuff like that, because it drains so much more battery. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it kind of makes me wonder. I understand that this is serving the greater Niantic goal um, to to more of this in particular. They were also talking in the same article about the Ingress POI scanning, right, where they're trying to make 3D maps of every single POI, which is a Pokestop for us trainers, um, and map those models based on everybody else's pictures or scans of them from different angles, right? Thousands and thousands of scans to make basically like a pixelated version of whatever the object is. And I bet you that's coming to Pokemon Go as well. Why wouldn't it? If they're willing to get more data from us like that. So I think this is something that's a cornerstone piece of tech for what other big projects they have ahead of us, right? So, you know, use your imagination. The things we've talked about in the past, like AR Pokemon Go battles, this is a step towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, using... AR and being able to see your friend's buddy walking behind them as they walk past you without having to be in the same room as them, the play together option. Like this is a step towards that. There's so many different applications that require this tech to be in place first. So I think that's why it's significant, not necessarily for its individual application. I think that's definitely what Niantic is also going for. They've, they've mentioned in the past how they want to push the envelope for AR and the reality blending aspects for all of tech, not just for Pokemon Go or for Ingress. Yeah, and I mean, they're pretty upfront about that being one of their goals and stuff like that. I mean, they've been pretty straightforward about saying like, yes, these are our three games, our properties and stuff like that. And they're helping us achieve our company goals. And I think that's cool. It's not like, a you know, they like Pokemon, they like Harry Potter, they like Ingress, they love those properties all the same. But at the same time, they're building this tech up around them, right? And and the amount of momentum that those properties give that tech in order to make it further is ultimately an Iantic's goal. 
So it's really cool just to watch this stuff happen because it's like we're watching somebody kind of make tech history in a way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully it's really quite interesting. But enough about that. If you guys want to read more about that entire article and anything else we talked about in the news section, again, as always, there'll be links to everything we talked about in the show notes. So check that out. But enough about me talking forever. It's Kyle's turn in Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we're talking about Pokemon that are missing in action. Some of the major Pokemon that haven't come out yet, why we think they haven't come out yet, and some potential ways that they can be released. First up, it's the elephant in the room. Everybody already talks about this one every day. Kecleon. It feels like forever since we saw Kecleon make a surprise appearance during that Meltan Community Day debacle, for anyone who didn't know. Was it a debacle? Or it was, was a it debacle. A, was it a planned metered PR move? I mean, it was 100% planned. 100%. I still don't believe it. I don't believe it. Whatever it was. We, Kecleon showed up briefly in encounters and then turned into Meltan, all that kind of stuff. Everyone thought this is it. This is how Kecleon's coming out. Nope. And here we are now. I don't know. Are we almost two years? We're, we're two years past that. Almost. Yeah, because Meltan came out with Let's Go, right? So. Yep. Yeah, just about. And then we got Ghost Snapshot. Kecleon is like a perfect candidate for Ghost Snapshot. And I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been released like that yet. And at this point, because he hasn't been released like that, if he ever gets released like that, it's going to be very disappointing. Yeah, a little lackluster for sure. I feel like maybe maybe that was part of the plan was to use Snapshot and then it just didn't happen. And now the timing is all messed up. So they don't want to just put it out there because they've waited so long so they've kind of created a self-fulfilling prophecy of they can't release him because it's been so long but it's been so long so why haven't they released him right <laughs> yeah i don't know man it didn't stop him with shedinja or what's another but one smeargle wasn't as long, though shedinja wasn't as wrong and i said smeargle and i feel like that's not fair i think smeargle was done pretty well actually yeah smeargle was done really well shedinja was done poorly but it wasn't as long a wait still at this point true true yeah and we did see it already in game in a weird way yeah and they still didn't solve the issue of shedinja so why not just release kecleon but that's beside the point Mm -hmm. it seems like at this point tying it to either a new mechanic that gets released or research tasks is the only way to go forward from my point of view if they're not just gonna let him come out with go snapshot Mm -hmm. next up is rotom Ooh boy You're going to see for the rest of this list, forms are a very big weak point for Niantic, as we've also noticed previously. For those who don't know, we've mentioned it on the show before, Rotom is a ghost electrotype Pokemon, and it's got a whole thing where you can interact with a different object in a special room in the game it came out in, and every subsequent game, and it will change its form and typing to match that. It'll be a washing machine, a lawnmower a microwave, a fan, and I can't remember the last one. Uh, washing machine, so you said washing machine, refrigerator. Refrigerator. It was refrigerator. Oh, it was refrigerator? (laughs) There we go. Okay. Refrigerator is the last form. (laughs) Jeez. I love that Pokemon. It's so weird. Rotom is a fantastic Pokemon. It's by far one of my favorites on this list in particular. Mm -hmm. But how do you introduce that into Pokemon Go? Do you just release six Pokemon? Because that's kind of how forms are treated. And that's the biggest struggle with Rotom. Base form Rotom is another Pokemon that would work really good for Ghost Snapshot. Because they've kind of shown in the anime and in the game that Rotom is kind of mischievous. It likes to 
to haunt <gasps> things and scare things. And so it could, the photobomb really, really fits that really well. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How mad would people be if you had to take a snapshot of your refrigerator in order to get refrigerator <laughs> rotom? And someone's like, neat. bro, I don't own a fan. I'm not going to go out and buy a fan just to get the. Yes, you are. People buy plane tickets to go across the world for this game. You can buy a house <laughs> fan. Like buy a five dollar <laughs> fan. That would be that would be some next level design. Uh, people just take pictures of magazines or screens of the pictures of the internet. Like, well, the, but even the still, that, that's pretty cool. If the camera could recognize that, that would be hilarious. For sure. Problematic. <laughs> some things that could be used to release Rotom that are currently in the game. Special research. This won't be really disappointing. I don't want just one of each form of Rotom. I really hope that's not what happens with Rotom. Field research could just be different type themed field research that result in encounters with the different types of Rotoms could tie into some kind of ghost or generational event, I suppose. And lastly, personally, the best way to release Rotom right now would be for a field research day, a la Snubble or Clam Pearl. And each encounter would be a different Rotom. The type of Rotom would be fixed depending on the poke stop you spun and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then after everything is done, they could just keep those field research in the pool so that people could have a chance to get the Rotoms that they wanted. What about raids, though? Any X-rays? That's what we did for Deoxys. Yeah, but first, Rotom is just a regular Pokemon. That would be a, a very depressing eight months of EX raids. <laughs> <laughs> eight months? You think that's it, man? We had four forms for Deoxys to do, and that was a year. Okay, well, yeah, this is perfect. Speaking of EX raids, the next Pokemon on this list is Arceus. Oh, yeah. It's the big bad Pokemon god himself. It's another example of forms gone wrong, although this time it's based on held items, which Pokemon Go is not going to have. Arceus changes its type based on what held item it has. It can be, it can be any type in the game, which means there's 18 different forms of Arceus. I don't know how you handle that. All I know is I don't want to see two years of Arceus and EX raids. So... Your answer for EX raids doesn't work, Chris. <laughs> okay, no, absolutely not. No, I'm just throwing it out there because that's what we had to do with Deoxys in the past, right? So it's the only basis we have, right, for forms. Yeah. Same with Giratina as well. Giratina was in five-star raids. Deoxys was in EX raids. So, yeah, raids are, like, really the only, like I said before, the basis we have to go on uh, off of. But hear me out for Arceus. I just had an idea. We've talked about this before. Never vocalized it. What if you can catch one Arceus, right, and instead of having Niantic figure out a held item situation or have each different form of it be its own Pokemon, what if you have the option to change your type, but then it's like a 24-hour cooldown until you can do it again? Maybe, but that would involve them designing a new system for Arceus and only Arceus. Although there's a couple of Pokemon that could use it, but... Yeah, I was about to say they could also retrofit it to like Giratina and uh, Deoxys, but people would be so angry. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple other like Greninja, who is not out yet with the protein ability, can change his type. So maybe that would be a, a way of starting to approach that. I don't think that's going to happen, but it is an option. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Not like that, at least. Would be fun, though. It would be fun. Next up, there's Keldeo. We've mentioned Keldeo in the past. It's one of the Sword of Justices. It's the last one. And the only reason it's on this list is why isn't it out yet? 
it should have come out with its family. That's kind of the surprising part to me and why I put it on the list. There's nothing nah, else man. special nah. except that Keldeo looks like a My Little Pony character. But I've also figured this one out, by the way. Okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. Pokemon have jobs, right? We know that because Poke jobs exist in Sword and Shield, correct? Okay. Pokemon have jobs. All right. In the Pokemon Go world, what jobs do Pokemon have? Um, They're raid bosses. They're raid bosses, right? Right? <laughs> right? Okay. Ra- being a raid boss is a job. Okay. Now, jobs are for fill in the blank. Uh, adults. Uh, adults. The answer is adults. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, that's right. That's right. Keldeo. Keldeo is the kid of the group. Keldeo doesn't have to work. That's it. Solved. Oh, okay. Keldeo. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, I'm just going to have to deal with that empty number in my Pokedex then. I got it. Yeah, forever. Yep, until until Keldeo becomes an adult and can have an internship as a tier one raid boss. Mm-hmm. We don't condone uh, child labor around here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Family friendly. Speaking of children, Manaphy and Fion. Fion? Right. Fiony? Fion? That's how I pronounce it. No, don't say Fiony. It's Fion. That's fine. Please. Also, don't say Manaphy. It's not. It's Manaphy. No, I know. I'm just saying. It's, it sounds oh. just as weird. <laughs> Fion. Everyone's probably like, why is this related to kids? Well, it's related to breeding, and that's why it's probably difficult for them to add it into Pokemon Go. Manaphy is a mythical Pokemon. I think it's technically mythical. Mm-hmm. There's been some like iffy lore across games about whether there's more than one. It's from Gen 3. It's a Sea Guardian. It's in like a similar family to... The Lake Guardians, but Fion is not a mythical that you can encounter in the game. Manaphy is one of the only mythical Pokemon in the game that can be bred, and the only way to get Fion is by breeding Manaphy with a Ditto, and that's it. It just it doesn't exist otherwise. Yep. And as you as you can imagine, that makes a problem for Pokemon Go. And, and it can't evolve into a Manaphy, right? Fion's just nope. its own Pokemon. It, it is its completely own Pokemon. You can't breed more Manaphy. You can just breed more Fion, and that's it. Okay. Fioni. Fioni. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're a big, fat Fioni. <laughs> I, I personally think that this one's just going to be completely ignored, and they're probably just trying to get the approval of Nintendo and the Pokemon company to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to do a special research like Mew or Celebi and have both of them be the reward at the end. I 100% agree. I think they'll probably both come out together since they have a relationship. Yeah. Lastly, we have Shaman. It's another form Pokemon. This time with <laughs> land and sky form. But it's got another kicker compared to Giratina with the two forms in that Shaman is a mythical Pokemon. Like, it's a hard mythical status. There's only one of them. So what do you do about two forms? You'd put it in raids twice, but they haven't done that yet. And it's a mythical Pokemon, so it's probably got to be EX raids at this point. That's another, you know, 12 months of EX raids that nobody's going to want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, geez. And unless they do something different with EX raids, which since those aren't going on right now, uh, now's the time. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised if once everything starts to pick back up, if EX raids maybe even go to the wayside and they try to change it into something else. Right, yeah. But who knows? Niantic may be completely happy with EX raids. We don't know. 
about that. They may be like, this is filling the exact niche we needed to, and that's it. I'd be disappointed if that was the case, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would like for it to be kind of working and then be okay with that, but still be looking for ways to make it better. Yeah. Because I think it, universally, we all kind of agree that it could be better. <laughs> Absolutely. So Shaman, right? Shaman might. Well, yeah, no, Shaman. Uh, yeah, also just Hedgehog. Yeah. It, yeah. And then it turns into like a tiny deer. like Little deer. Pokemon. Yeah. With it's wings good. on its head. Yeah. The, the sky form is actually a nice design. The land form is very weird considering it's a mythical Pokemon. But Oh, I love it. That's so cute. It's definitely the easiest Pokemon on this list to introduce outside of Keldeo. It's just a matter of when the time. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> The Kel- I really have no excuse for Keldeo. I really don't. Maybe they had something really special planned for it that kind of got, you know, quote, canceled, unquote, because of uh pandemic. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, Keldeo is going to come out. It'll probably be preceded by like a week of all three of the Sword of Justice being in raids, sort of like the birds preceded Mewtwo. A, right. A, a exactly. year and a half ago now, two years ago. But just a, a parting thought in that what unreleased Pokemon are you looking forward to the most? It can be from this list in that there's a difficult issue with them releasing it, or it could just be one of the Pokemon that's not released yet that you're looking forward to the most. That That's okay, too. Hmm. Are you asking me or are you asking the general everybody. listenership? Oh, everybody. everybody. Okay. Okay, well, I'm about to give my answer to the question, but dear listener, if you want to share your answer with us, you can always either send it to us over social or whatever, but the most direct way to do it would be via email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We'll talk more about emails and how to contact us towards the end of the show. But Kyle, do you have an answer ready to go or do you want me to answer first? I do have the, an answer for me. My answer is Rotom. Rotom is just, it's a ghost type. I know it's, I know it's a ghost type. Guys, calm down. But it's such a fun Pokemon. And I didn't really appreciate it until like, Gen 6 when I actually used it for the first time. And I'm like, wow, I really like this Pokemon a lot. So not being in Pokemon Go is is sad. I figured that was going to be the one, considering that you spent so much time talking about how much you like it when we were talking about it. But also, it's a likable Pokemon, so I don't blame you at all. <laughs> Rotom is pretty sweet. Yeah, Rotom is like, it's weird how pivotal Rotom has now been because it takes the place of your Pokedex now in modern games. Yeah, yeah, it's very, oh, it's so weird, too. I didn't even think about that. It's neat. Yeah, Rotom Dex, and uh, doesn't it also, like, help you with your bicycle and stuff, too? It's the Rotom Dex, and it's like a Rotom cell phone. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, anyway, very cool. Rotom's pretty neat. Okay, my answer is Arceus. My answer is Arceus for two reasons. One, if they release it and they have it all figured out, that is good news for the rest of Pokemon that also have forms. So that's good news. If they release him and they haven't figured out a good solution, I'm still going to love it because it's going to be awful. If we have 18 different versions of Arceus that we have to catch. Oh, my God. In a weird way, I am so on board for dealing with that for three years. Let's go. Like, And, and then the shiny comes out. Oh, my gosh. Please. Please, I don't want an elegant solution. I want a hard, ugly grind. That's what I want. 18 years of, of Arceus. <laughs> Sorry. And the shiny. <laughs> I'll be like in my fort, like my late 40s, early 50s, being like, I finally put all this together. I spent my whole young adult life collecting these darn things. It's finished. <laughs> oh man, please give me give me some more um some more purpose. Let's do it. I'm into this. <laughs> But yeah, again, dear listener, if you have an answer just like Kyle or mine, or if you have another answer from something that wasn't on this list, like Kyle was saying, again, mail at gocastpodcast.com. 
we'd love to read what you guys have to say. Thank you for that, Kyle. You're welcome. It's a fun topic to talk about. It is fun. Yeah, it's kind of weird thinking about the things we don't have yet. And like pointing out like <laughs> in particular, Keldio is just hilarious. <laughs> it's in this like sea of like, oh, yeah, I, I could see why that is now. And you get to Keldio like, yeah, just that. Why? Why not? I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, let's move along here to the PvP section. We're going to pass over Pokalore for this week. Give you guys a little bit of a break. But we did get a new announcement for a PvP cup for next month, the month of June. It is the Sorceress Cup. The main rule, aside from it being in Great League only, this is for uh, Sylph Arena, by the way. The only other rule besides Great League and such is going to be Sorceress types. What does that mean? <laughs> only Pokemon with Ice, Poison, Fairy, Psychic, and Normal types, including Dual types, are allowed with a few exceptions. Exception number one, only Pokemon with a second charge move that costs 50k Stardust or less are allowed. If a species evolution or pre-evolution stages differ in move costs, only the evolution stages whose charge moves are 50k Stardust or less are permitted. A good example is Riolu. It's a lot cheaper getting an extra move on Riolu than it is Lucario. Sometimes they change. That's just that's just what they're pointing out. So it, whatever form you have to, you're going to bring in, whatever the cost is on the second charge move at that level will either qualify or disqualify it. The second exception is Dugong, Alolan Raichu, and Shadow Pokemon are not permitted in the Sorcerer's Cup to feature a wider variety of species and for Shadow Pokemon due to availability constraints. This is kind of interesting. This is the not the first time they've also excluded Shadow Pokemon from Sylph.gg from Sylph Arena tournaments. So I'm kind of liking that that um, trend. I'm not quite sure if they're ever going to go back to allowing Shadow Pokemon in. Maybe they'll have a Shadow Pokemon only tournament or something like that. Who knows? It's kind of a weird sort of gray area to, to mess around in. So good on them for making a stance and just trying, you know, this is what this is what's going to be. We'll see how it goes sort of thing, you know, instead of dealing with it, I suppose. So I'm not necessarily like uber excited about this but i like the idea of the 50k stardust or less for the second charge move being a thing it just qualifies a lot of barriers to entry let's just say for newer pvpers i think such as millions of stardust <laughs> <laughs> yes does does that make it more attractive to you kyle as somebody that doesn't necessarily pvp as much but kind of enjoys it a little bit the first thing I think of is I wonder what Pokemon this is targeted at because uh -huh. there must be some outliers that would also restrict the meta a lot that cost 75 or 100 Stardust. Oh, there must be. There must be. Yeah. But otherwise, the Stardust for the second move never really gets me. It's got so much value to it that unlocking them has never been the barrier for me. Is that kind of weird? No. I mean, you don't spend your dust on a lot of other things, um, you know, besides this leveling maxing out quests that we're both on right mm -hmm. self-imposed but other than that i mean you're not spending dust on a lot of things and you've played for a while so i mean i'm more or less thinking about people that are just starting out that want to start playing pvp right it's harder for them to amass that much stardust and or the candy i think the candy is probably a bigger barrier yeah i i also think the candy is a bigger barrier especially like if it's a legendary pokemon like the the hundred thousand dust yeah that candy is definitely a lot harder to get than 100,000 Stardust. Yeah, this automatically excludes legendary Pokemon. That's the, that's the big one, too. It really is. Yeah, that's that's what's happening here without being said. And also the 75 
candy guys, but none are really coming to mind right now. But I do find it strange. This is slightly separate to that discussion of Stardust. Normal types in a sorceress cup. It's very, very strange when something like fire is an option to round out everything. Yeah, I think it's to allow in things that have normal type as one of their types, Um, like normal flying. You can get some flyers in here with that. Maybe. there's some there's some psychic flying type Pokemon and stuff like for stuff like that. So But if you wanted to get like a Braviary in there or something, you could now. Yeah. Wait, depending on the Stardust cost, I'm not quite sure I'm not familiar. But you know what I mean. Yeah, if you want to flex your Pidgeot at fifteen hundred, you can do it in this cup. <laughs> you absolutely can. Yeah, it'll be great. But yeah, that's the Sorceress Cup. I'm kind of looking forward to it. We'll see what teams pop out of it. And uh yeah. Hope you guys are looking forward to it, too. But let's move along to the Pokepole. So last week's question was, if you can have an ability of one Pokemon, what ability would it be and why? The first one's from Tyler, and he said, Airlock slash Cloud9. Those abilities eliminate the effects of weather. Having walked in the rain every single day for the past week, I'm going to choose to put a stop to rain, sleet, or snow whenever I'm out. Nice. (laughs) I love that answer. That's a good one. That's a practical one. That's for sure. Julian said, like levitate? Yeah, let me fly. Definitely ghastly. Floating around like a gas ball sounds sort of fun. Hey, flying sounds pretty practical. The last one for this week's from Jackson. He said, Umbreon's ability. It stayed in the Pokedex that when it gets stressed or nervous, it sweats toxins. Why would I need that? No clue. It's just cool. (laughs) <laughs> Let's see, taking taking a page out of my book it's, like, it's just cool i want it that's cool. that's fair enough also, i mean why does umbreon sweat toxins what because it's it's awesome he's a rad pokemon that's why why not <laughs> jackson was also just saying why would i need that why does umbreon <laughs> need that nobody needs that it's just neat <laughs> so this week's pokepole question is what's your big goal at the moment in pokemon go well my big goal is has been known. It's slightly on pause, obviously. Maxing out all the ghost types currently in the game. But that's that's an easy answer. Everybody knows that goal. So I've been thinking about what's going to happen after that's done. Oh, oh man, I thought I was going to have to dig for this. But you got it <laughs> at the ready? Awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't have the answer like set, but I've been thinking about it. And okay. I think the answer is make a Master League team. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm not I'm not sold on that. That's not a commitment. Don't hold me to those words yet. But I've been thinking about it, especially because like all the PvP seasons like finish with Master League sort of before they open mm-hmm. back up again. I already have a lot of potential use for Ultra League, but I have basically nothing for Master League. So that's probably what the direction I'm going to go in. So if you're ever just incredibly bored and you're like, man, maybe I will play some Master League, you'll be like good to go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. For myself, besides maxing out bugs right now, I have also been considering what I would do after this. I think I'm going to attempt, depending on how everything is, summer hasn't started yet. I would love to do another 500 grades of summer. I really, (laughs) really would. But if it's still this, like, you know, global shutdown, lockdown situation, I will probably furlough that idea and maybe do like a fall 500 raids of fall sort of thing that'd be kind of fun um but aside from that since i can't really make a decision on that i'd really like to 
keep maxing out Pokemon. I think it's been really kind of fun. So I'll have to either choose another type or some sort of other delineation that I want to decide on. I can't figure it out. Part of me wants to go fire because it's easier. And part of me wants to go water because it would be like shooting myself in the foot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like 20% of all Pokemon types are water or something like that. Or 20% of all Pokemon are water type. Something to that effect. It's second only to normal type, I'm pretty sure. Right. It's it's not so. So I'm thinking about it. I'm not quite sure who I want to commit to. But my my next one is going to be probably maxing something again. Do you have any suggestions, Kyle? Uh, I mean, the easy answer is dragon. The easy answer is dragon. Ooh, is it though? Yeah, because like, like candy for a lot of them. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of them you probably have some candy for and some you already have maxed out. But I'm going to be catching, you know, Reshiram and Zekrom and stuff soon. Yeah, so exactly. you're fine. Oh, man, I'm all that candy, man. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> but the th- see, the, the difference is why it's the best one is they're all useful, just about. True, true. Almost every dragon is at least somewhat useful. Absolutely. You know what? Okay, I'm going to do that. After this, I'm going to max out dragons. I'm going to do bugs and then dragons. Yes. Just two ends of the spectrum. Let's just do that. That'll be great. <laughs> so if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question that you'd like to share... Two, what's your big goal at the moment in Pokemon Go? There are several ways that you can answer this question. We'll post it after the episode goes up on social, such as Facebook and Twitter. You can also answer the question in Discord if you're a patron of ours. More about Patreon later at the end of the show. You can leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717 and leaving a voicemail. We'll then play it on the show and uh, react and get your answer and all that good stuff. Or you can simply send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of mail day e, emails, 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 emails. That was a good one. That was like, that was like blues clues, right? Yeah, a little bit. That was like, <laughs> that was like mail time, except. Yeah. You said except e- yeah. Oh, emails. I got, I got you. I got you. All right. <laughs> This first email is from Matthew. Greetings, Chris and Kyle, and anyone else who might be joining the conversation. Just us this time, and the voices in our heads. I looked around, and I found out that Blastoise can learn Aura Sphere by reproduction. Mystery solved. Oh, it's a neg move. Yep, it is a neg move. move. All right. I've been meaning to write in for a few days, but couldn't think of anything to say. But luckily, I thought of some things I would like to hear you talk about. The Galarian Pokemon in the last throwback challenge will be my first Galarian Pokemon. And I'm wondering, how will they be obtainable once throwback ends? Thoughts? We'll come back to that. Also, for C. Community Day, based on what Abra Day was like, I hope to get around four shinies. And I will try to remember to give you the results of my goal before you record your next week show. Next week being the episode around the 30th. Hope you are rolling in orange acorns. Matthew. Hashtag mystic for life. Hashtag Sobble Squad. So sorry to hear that, but hashtag score bunny honey. (laughs) Just saying. Okay, so the question was, how do we think that the Galarian Pokemon that come out in the special research will be obtainable after the throwback ends? That's a good question. I haven't thought about this yet. I haven't either, although I have a I have a idea. Okay, what's your thought? I mean, we have two examples currently. We have Alolan Pokemon and how they were introduced. Eggs yes. for a long time and then occasionally in the wild. And then we have Galarian Weezing, who's only in four-star raids. So considering that these will not be raid 
to your Pokemon, I'm hoping that they will just be added to the spawn pool, the encounter pool, you know, just let them be in the game like normal. Oh, I think it's going to be raids or eggs. 100%. I, I mean, I would I would expect eggs at the bare minimum. I don't think they're going to be in raids. They've demonstrated that they're comfortable rotating and putting themes to the 7K egg pool. Like that's their party pool, right? So I think that if they show up in eggs, that's where they'll be. They'll probably have a concentrated showing for a few weeks after the event, I would yeah. assume. Or they'll take some time away and then come back in that egg pool, which is also a possibility. There's a strong possibility that if you did not participate in this throwback event, either you don't buy the ticket or you don't earn it, that there will be several weeks after this is over where there's no way to get them. But if there is a way to get them, it'll be either in raids or in eggs. And I, I would counter the point you said earlier, they're not raid tier. I think I think we could see Galarian Meowth in tier one, maybe Galarian Stunned Fisk as a tier three or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I could see it, but that doesn't mean that's what they're going to do. I could also see them only being in eggs periodically until Gen 8 finally mm-hmm, comes mm-hmm. around in you know three or four years. Right, for sure. Okay, well, anyway, thank you so much for the email, Matthew. We have no idea how they're actually going to come out, but I don't know. It sounds like we're both sort of agreeing, probably eggs or raids. <laughs> Although Kyle is hoping beyond all hope that it'll be in the wild. And I, man, me too, obviously, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, thanks again for the email, Matthew. Appreciate it. Next email is from James it says, hi, Chris and Kyle. Love the podcast and have been listening for almost a year now. Watched one of your live streams recently and had one of those moments where I realized you guys look nothing how I imagined you would. And that's not a bad thing. I'm also not flirting with you. Ah, shut up, James. He wrote that. (laughs) Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Didn't say anything. (laughs) Just saying, James, if you are flirting with us, that's A-OK, man. That's (laughs) A-OK. Anyways, I just wanted to write to you and tell you that I've been really enjoying the spotlight hours on Tuesday. I go out with my daughter and catch a bunch of whatever slash shiny check. I love the idea of never needing candy for that Pokemon ever again. Nice. And as a little treat to myself, I build the best Ivy version of whatever that Pokemon is and double move it for PVP, which is really cool because it's something to look forward to. Now, those are some goals to do. That's awesome. That's a very busy spotlight hour. (laughs) It also stinks when Mightyena is ranked almost 400th on PVPoke in terms of Great League, I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. But here I am spending 100,000 Stardust on it. Cue Kyle groan. Yeah. Ooh, give him a Kyle groan. That's <sighs> <laughs> how I feel, how I felt for many of them. I hope Chris feels the same way with all of his useless bugs that are coming up, but that's okay. I do not. I do not. <laughs> I love them. They're my children. I like to think that this game doesn't need to always be about efficiency, and it can just be fun like it was as a kid, and I played the main series games. Anyways, peace out. Talk to you soon, James. Absolutely. Play the game how it's fun. Have those fun goals. Make make targets for yourself. Forget about being the most efficient and effective player if that's how you want to play. I was about to say, I mean... I don't know about you, Kyle, but I find fun in being efficient. I mean, I look, I personally do, too. And that's why the power up all the ghost thing is so out of character for me. But <laughs> with Pokemon Go in particular, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing whatever you want to do. It's, it's yeah. your game, your account, yeah. your Pokemon. Spend that Stardust. You want to max out a, a Shedinja with with 11 HP? You do that. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> 
I'm oh, three quarters too. of the way there. Let's run. I keep forgetting that we both have that. That's the middle of our Venn diagram is stinking Shedinja. Yeah. Like, is. goodness me. Oh, oh that's so funny. Anyway, thank you for the email, James. Really appreciate that. This next one is from Jackson. Hello, my fellow Pokemon Go fanatics. I feel called out, but also seen at the same time. I have an idea to change up PvP in Pokemon Go. What if they added more battle formats? For example, double battles where you choose four Pokemon and send two out at the same time and battle with both. Ooh. What if there was a multi-battle where you do two versus two battles where each trainer picks two Pokemon to use? How would that even work? You ask, I have no idea. (laughs) Thoughts about my ideas? See you next episode, Jackson. Okay, as always, Jackson's email does not disappoint. Okay, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's let's brainstorm how double battles could work in Pokemon Go. You have (laughs) to use both thumbs, right? It just splits the screen in half? Oh, I don't. How would you even do double battles? In you got to turn it sideways landscape and just <laughs> tap with both of your thumbs. Quick, keep oh track of gosh. both turn counts on both sides to me- make sure, you know, win the charge. But then you activate charge move on one, but the other Pokemon still quick moving. And then what do you do? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one's charging. The other guys are still going at it because they're slapping each other. What if you want to change targets? You have to choose which target. You're- oh, man, this sounds like it sounds, both a nightmare and it, also. Yeah. Now, uh, just actually uh, just a nightmare. <laughs> but the multi battle where you potentially had like a 2v2 situation where each Pokemon was controlled by one trainer, feasible, potentially feasible. I yes. couldn't even imagine the lag, though. They can't even get the current one to work right. That's true. I, I think it would be something similar to raids, though. But instead of against a raid boss, you're against other people doing the same thing that a raid team would be doing, you know? Yeah. OK, fair enough. Yeah. But then how do you pick your targets and stuff like that? Exactly. And the charge Unless. moves, the time stops for the charge moves. Is your ally just sitting there like, okay, man, we get it. Do your little swirlies, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be. I would love to see this implemented. I would. I just don't know how they would do it. But thank you, Jackson. Appreciate the email as always. So last email is from John. Just emailing to update on life after level 40. I've taken your advice and been powering up Pokemon. I've gone for hundos and luckies, but what I'm proudest of is stepping up my Pokemon Go community. I try to make sure to answer questions people have and organize raids for raid hour. There had been a lack of organization in the group, so I'm trying to move into the vacuum. Next up, I want to arrange tournaments in our local area. My question to you guys is, what advice would you give to building a community? Many thanks. Keep up the amazing work. McNallahan81. Well, okay. First off, way to go for taking part in your community and building up what is not already there. That's one of the, those make some of the greatest stories that I've heard about Pokemon Go in general. Oh, yeah. But as to how to build a community rather than just step up in one that is currently lacking, Mm -hmm. that's a completely other beast, right? But I think it takes some of the same mindset. I think it really does situationally right the base if someone was starting from scratch it doesn't sound like you're starting from scratch but if somebody was right you moved into an area they have no infrastructure you know that there's some people that enjoy the game that are around right the first step is to make a discord it's free make a server go to raids at hatch do things out on your own try to meet people that also play this game get them to do things with you if they're interested like do raids and stuff like that invite them to your discord organize the discord 
use the discord to organize things and get people to also invite people like you just invited them get Discord, and that's pretty much it. love god yes <laughs> oh yes you do need discord bots but first and foremost you need the discord you need the people so i think that's pretty much it that's pretty much the mm-hmm. framework but what if kyle what if and i'll leave you to answer this one because i'm kind of at a loss what if and i think this is the case that in john's community there's probably some framework there some infrastructure either discord or facebook group or something else that just isn't being utilized correctly that he's not controlling so he can't help form it how would he do it as an outside agent you know what i mean i mean I think the first step or the first attempt would be to try and find out who is in charge to see if they still play or if it's kind of been dying and offer to step up, offer to take on administrative role if that's what you're looking to do to help arrange and organize things. Mm -hmm. And if it's really dead and the person is not like around at all, you you try and you know siphon off what's still alive and start again in the way that Chris just described. Yeah, I think I think that's also the way to go. I think the the biggest piece of advice, if they, if you're in the situation where there is a community around you that isn't being utilized correctly, make sure you're as respectful as possible when you do this, though, too. If everybody else is happy with it, but they're just not going at the level that you think that they should be going, maybe that's just the way that they want to play, you know? So... You know, make the suggestion, be helpful, exactly what you're doing. It sounds like you're doing exactly what you need to do, to be super honest with you. You're becoming the guy who knows all the things, you know, has all the answers. And everybody wants to be around that person when it comes to like, I want to get the most raids done. I want the best counters. How do I beat Giovanni? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think you're on the right track, John. Um, It's just so hard to with it's, it's a case by case basis with every single community for sure. But anyway, thank you so much for the email. As always, really appreciate it. And that brings us to the end of the show. If you guys would like to send us an email, just like all these fine folks did, you can do so by sending us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail, like I mentioned before, to the number 262-586-7717. You can also visit our website, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. Like us on Facebook, The GoCast Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so by going to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast Podcast, where at least $1, as little, the minimum $1 a month, gets you access to our patron-exclusive Discord, where we do all those remote tournaments, hang out, all that stuff. You know, forget when Memorial Day is. You too could also forget when Memorial Day is. <laughs> Just like the rest of us, I guess. Oh, man, that was too funny. You're right. Oh, <laughs> oh, Six God. of us just in the heat of, I can't believe it. We have the, oh, that's right. It's a different day. <laughs> <laughs> but if monetary support isn't in the cards for you, it's not your thing. You just can't pull it off. You can still help us out immensely by leaving us a review on any podcatcher that you listen to us on, basically, that allows reviews. So, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. I know that Spotify is getting reviews sometime later down the line. I'm hoping it's this year so I can start adding that to my spiel. (laughs) But please, if you can't help us out in any other way, a review is an amazing way to do so. So thanks in advance for that. But before we set goals, there's one more thing that Kyle and I need to ask you guys to do. If you're willing, we are starting to prepare 
for our 100th episode, episode 100. It's going to be recorded on the last day of June and will likely be out for everybody in the first couple days of July. We would like to invite you guys to participate in that episode in some way. We have some fun ideas planned, but one of them is going to be having you guys on through voicemails and emails. Starting now, it's episode 95. We have five weeks to get these together. If you guys would like to have an email or voicemail featured on episode 100, you know, talk about anything you pretty much want to talk about. But it'd be cool if it was GoCast related. Um, you like, you know, how did you find out about the show? You know, what's a fun story that's happened while you've been listening? You know, did, did we meet you at a meetup? You know, was that fun? Like Marie Bup stories, stuff like that. Pretty much anything you want to share would be great. Just go ahead and, you know, either at the beginning of the voicemail, say, hey, this is for episode 100. So I can put it aside and not read it or play it on 96 through 99. Same thing for emails. If you could just say, hey, this is for the 100th episode, you know, save this, put it aside. Then I'll do that. And then we'll have a bunch of stuff to go through on the 100th episode. It'll be pretty fun. So if that's of interest to you, please send emails again to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And our voicemail line is, again, the number 262-586-7717. And all that information can be found in the show notes and at our website. Okay, Mr. Kyle. Yes. We're setting new goals, man. We're setting new goals. Okay. It's the last throwback week. So am I safe to assume that, um, oh, you know, we have the week off, don't we? But we, but the next yeah. one starts before we record nope. still, right? Oh, it starts the day after. Yeah. <gasps> We have a There's week a off. Void. We, have to, we have to be creative, Kyle. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. What do you have? Reshiram just came out today. That's true. I'm going to attempt to actually get this new legendary this time. Hopefully, I can actually make it to some raids my community end up hosting. Hopefully, they host said raids. <laughs> still walking uh, Ninkata, so that's, that's still going. So I'm not going to be maxing anything this week. But I am going to try and go for 200,000 Stardust. Okay. Oh, man. What else can I even do? You could make a Sorceress Cup team. No. But PvP, but PvP related, I'm going to do... I want to do enough PvP to get to at least rank 5. I'm currently 1. I've only done like 8 battles so far. Okay, so rank 5 in GBL. Yeah. Okay, so those three? Anything yep. else? No, I think that's it for right now. Okay, well, I've got Reshiram, 200,000 Stardust, and Rank 5 in GBL for Mr. Kyle's goals this week. Yep. Okay, for myself, I'm going to have three as well. I want to, the first two were identical, Reshiram and 200,000 Stardust, but, 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 guess who's next for me to max? Uh, I don't remember what's after Caesar. It's, it's Shuckle, baby. Shuckle. No, that's I'm right. so excited. I've got a shiny that's low level, but I've got a high level regular one. I'm going to max the shiny. Yeah, of course. You got it. You absolutely got it. But no, I know I can don't. never trade him away. You don't got to. I maxed a 100% save line instead of the shiny one. Oh, no, you don't got to. But it's Shuckle. So you got to. <laughs> okay right little blueberry it, little blue guy is it a level one no 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 no. it's oh. not no it's it's like level 25 i think i have a level one shiny shuckle oh my god get out of here no that's yeah. awful yeah actually. oh man never do the bug one don't do no, it no absolutely not <laughs> so those are my three that's what i'm going to be doing this week and that's it for episode 95 so thanks so much for listening all the way through the end and we'll catch you guys next week 
Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.